This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey everyone, welcome to Round Boss 2. I am Matt Straup. It is Friday, April 1st, and today we have a two-part episode. First, we're going to start with some last gasp waiver pickups for those of you who are still fighting for a fantasy championship. Plus, we will be naming the finalists for waiver wire pickup of the year. Now, to be clear, we're not naming the pickup of the year this week. That will be next week, but we're naming the finalists. We're getting the ball rolling here. Very important stuff, nevertheless, as I'm joined by Jonas Nader and Steve Alexander, who has once again left the attic and is in. Where are you, Steve? What's going on here? Uh, I'm in my son's dining area in a his house in Key West. There is a three-week-old baby to my right. Okay. There are men uh, putting the finishing touches on putting a roof on this house to my left. My son is in the kitchen about eight feet away from me making breakfast. So there's a, I got a lot going on, man. But, you know, I could have taken a day off. It's the end of the you season. But no, I, I decided to be here for my brothers. And You're my not a blazer. You're not a thunder. Look at this. You're not Malcolm Brogdon. You're here. That's right. <laughs> I, I lo- love the dedication. The, you're in an absolute minefield of sound right now in terms of the baby, the breakfast, <laughs> the roofing. That's like the that's the big three right there. When you talk about sound concerns with podcasting, it's babies, it's breakfast being made, and it's roofing. Th- those are the top three concerns that every podcaster faces. So Matt, we're also we're also in a direct path of the airport, so huge planes fly directly wow. over this house about every three minutes. Also in the top five airport, <laughs> air, air traffic is in the top five. So. Big, uh, big doings here. It is, of course, April 1st. We we have no April Fool's jokes planned. I will say, though, that right before we started this podcast, I turned on the light in my office, which also triggers the ceiling fan, and a stuffed animal went flying off of the fan and nearly hit me. <laughs> and I think that was the doing of my eight-year-old, who is going to be very proud of himself with that Kids, one. man. Love it. <laughs> All right. So, as I said, we're going to name... We're, we're going to talk about who... Are the finalists for waiver wire pickup of the year? Next week we're gonna have a whole waiver wire awards show, not just pickup of the year. We got a whole slew of of awards we're going to consider next week. But we're gonna start this episode first with some pickups for those of you still playing, and we're gonna kind of go through this by team because uh, we've already mentioned a few of these teams. There, there's a whole slew of options that have popped up late for teams like the Pacers. So let's start there, Jonas. Uh, your your big picture thoughts on the Pacers. <laughs> okay, if you go to the Pacers team tab, there's 11 injury tags. <laughs> it is an absolute Crazy. joke, man. They've, Malcolm Brogdon is the world's most rested man. So we've seen Justin Anderson, who mm-hmm. has had 10-day contracts galore, is just dominating, dude. So I picked up Justin Anderson in a few spots. He's been awesome. Uh, I still think he's going to have some value. Terry Taylor... 4% roster, just an yeah. absolute rebounding machine. Uh, only takes high-efficient shots, so his field percentage is through the roof. And Goga is still below 30% roster. Yeah. Like, what's going on there? Like, why do people hate Goga? The dude is just balling out, too. So those were the three Pacers I had highlighted. 
maybe there's one more I'm missing. Maybe Lance Stevenson uh, starts galloping again for some triple doubles. But um, Terry Taylor. Yeah. Who's the other one I said? I'm Justin already forgetting. Goga. <laughs> yeah. And Justin Anderson. So those are my guys. I don't, I'm surprised that Matt, you didn't spit out your coffee when he said the world's most rested man. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah, I'm I'm really intrigued by Terry Taylor, the the office linebacker. He's he's amazing. Like every time he gets 25 minutes, he's gonna get it 10 rebounds. He's gonna get 15 points. He's he's kind of fun. Uh, the Pesos are a disaster. They play three times next week, which is not ideal. But I mean, half the league plays three times next week. Goga has exactly one steal and two blocks in each of the last three games he's played, and. You know, you said, what's the deal with Goga being underneath, under 30%, Jonas? I think the number of shallow-ish leagues that are still in operation is right around 28 29% because yeah. that's also the number we find next to Teo Maladon, who is really picking up for the Thunder, and I think that's our mm-hmm. segue to the Thunder uh, with Maladon and others. So what are your thoughts on those guys? Yeah, Theo is just limited up right now. If you think about the long, the, the big picture, he has Josh Giddy and Shea Gilgis-Alexander in front of him yeah. in addition to... 39 first round picks of the next two drafts. Yeah. So yeah. good luck seeing the floor next year, Theo, but he's just living it up right now. Um, I want to pull up his last four game stats because they're just going to be through the roof. Just been absolutely dominated. And there's a couple more Thunder we'll talk about too, but last four games for him, 21.5 points, 5.5 rebounds, 5.5 assists, a steal and 2.3 triples on 52% shooting and 94% from the line. Like, what is going on, man? This is why you need to end the season earlier. This is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. And, uh, Steve, what are your what are your thoughts on our old friend, Teo Maladon? Well, first of all, it's funny, Matt, or uh, Jonas was like, and he has 39 first-round picks floating up above his head. And the scary thing is it's close to that number. Like, we're not, it's not really a, a joke because they have so many picks. So Yeah, slight exaggeration. Who knows what is going to happen down the road with this team? But you know, you know my motto that is going to be on my tombstone, Matt, is pick a thunder, any thunder, and and literally this last week you you could have done just that because they all went crazy. Theo Maladone is a must play right now. Oklahoma City plays four games this week. They've got just as many red crosses on their depth chart as the Pacers do. There's only eight of them that can play. They all play. They all produce. Pick a thunder, any thunder. Big news too, Steve. Our Poku propaganda has worked. Poku no longer qualifies for this list. He is forty-four yes. percent rostered. Secret okay. is out. You know what? So I don't know. Maybe my math is wrong about this twenty-eight, twenty-nine thing. But then again, may, you know it, these percentages can get so confusing because he was in the twenties or thirties before we saw this spike. So it's very hard to evaluate these numbers properly. But I, I am I I was uh, slightly amused picturing a tombstone. Here lies Steve, Doctor A, Alexander. Pick a thunder, any thunder. <laughs> That's like it. it. And, and you know, it's funny when I go on Twitter now and say something about Poku, like, "Oh man, he didn't do it." He, I, I was looking for the big one, and they're like, "Hey man, he's playing great. He's good now." Like, I'm glad I picked him up. And it it went from, "He's trash. I'm not picking him up," and you're crazy to, "He's yeah. pretty good." Dude, he's almost had a couple triple doubles here and there. You've seen his lines yeah. 11, 8, 11, 17, 5, and 5, 13, 4, and 8 with four triples, 19, 6, and 3 with three triples. This dude's balling out right now, too. So, Poku Nation it, it, is alive and well. 
if we just lopped off his field goal percentage, everything mm-hmm. would be fine. But his shooting is so erratic. Yeah. But the big one is the big one is still coming. I'm like Fred <laughs> Sanford. Hold on. It's coming. I'm coming home. The big one is coming from Poku. April 8th versus the Lakers. I'm going to go ahead and put my, my name on the line so here. He's going to just feast against Wendell Gabriel. Just four feast. Games, dude. Four games for the Thunder. Like, this is going to be a fun week of Thunder mm-hmm. watching. I love that we're still predicting the big one from Poku. We, we won't <laughs> just accept that it's probably not coming. We're, we're doubling oh, down. I love it's, it. It's happening. So just to, we don't need to spend too long on the likes of Aaron Wiggins, Vic Krejci, and Lindy Waters the third. Lindy absolutely went off in a game against the Hawks, uh, playing against his former high school teammate, Trey Young, by the way, in that game. So a little added motivation there if you're into narratives. Jonas, how do you sort out this trio of Thunder who are all 10% rostered or less? I kinda, I'm kind of feeling Lindy Waters here. Top 75, last three games, 17 points, 3.3 rebounds, 2.3 assists, 1.3 steals, and five triples. Dude just been lights out, too. So I kind of like him the most out of anyone not named Pokuzewski and Teo right now. I think, he, think he's third in line for me. I'm not too crazy about Vit, and I'm not too crazy about Aaron Wiggins. I feel like he's just yeah. pretty empty beyond points. Yeah. But yeah, I, yeah I'm, for sure. I'm feeling Lenny Waters, 2% rostered as well. So I'm in. Look at the matchups too. Detroit, Portland, and Lakers are on the schedule. Wasn't the triple Lindy a dive in a Rodney Dangerfield movie? The triple Lindy. Yes. Like back, yes, to, back school to school or something. Back to yeah. school, yes. So I'm all in on triple Lindy. I, I I can't believe we've gone this far without mentioning Isaiah Roby's name. That dude, like he he has big game potential every time out. Like, again, just pick a thunder, any thunder. So I, I do like triple Lindy, though. I, I'm I'm on the Lindy Lindy. That's wagon. a good that's a good call. We should call Lindy Waters back to school. That that's a, a possible nickname for him down the road. Where we go next? We have to go to Portland. I mean, there's no there's no other logical next stop, Jonas. Yeah. So on my way where I call him, I'm just gonna put Blazers, Thunder, Pacers, <laughs> and just list off a bunch of names. I think it's just it's just a yep. joke. <laughs> but yeah, let's go to Portland. We're assuming that Trenton Wofford is still out. I hope he comes back. Um, funny story, me and you played in the finals of the company league and it turned into Alex Caruso and Chris Dunn versus Trendon Walford. They were just trading blows, man. Just yeah. matchup of the century. Uh, let them yeah. fight me and insert there. But. As, as you emailed me, tales will be told of Watford's bravery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but man, look Dearest at the Portland roster. <laughs> this is process level rostership right here so we got drew eubanks he's way too he's way too rostered so he doesn't qualify brendan williams doesn't qualify anymore so we have chris dunn still 12 percent rostered can get you two or three steals in 25 minutes and they may get him night he's just a steals machine the dimes are there as well so chris dunn is probably my top pickup here um i think they're going to shut down josh hart if they haven't already too so one more guy i had on this list i think ben mclemore who was mm-hmm. a complete washed up nobody on three other teams and suddenly gets 20 shots a game for Portland because they really want those lottery balls too. So Ben McLemore, kind of like a Terrence Ross, only points and threes, nothing else. But when you're getting 20 shots a game, he's worth streaming for sure. Ben McLemore is kind of like the pro version, the upgraded version of Lindy Waters when it comes to fantasy (laughs) numbers. He's kind of the luxury Lindy Waters, Steve. He's like like the old man Lindy Waters. Uh, I've got BMAC in my uh, lineup tonight. How old is Ben McLemore? I was. Mac? I knew we were going to play that. I knew. Are we were you play already that. headed that way? I was. I was going to look it up right now. Twenty-five. I think. I'm going to say I mean, twenty-seven. I was going to say twenty-eight. 
Uh, think- anyway, Ben McLemore is in my FanDuel lineup tonight, although I need to go back and add triple Lindy Waters. So 29? Wow. He's 29, 29 years old? What the I heck? Ben old man. He got sneaky old on us in a hurry. Jeez. But he's just taking, like Jonas said, he's taking like 22 shots a game, just launching from three, scoring a ton of points. Pretty fun. Do you guys remember when he first played for the Kings? Like, he literally couldn't dribble. He was just standing out there and just shooting. He's like, how did they not see this before the draft? Like, the dude cannot dribble. What's going on here? He's a, he's become like a he's a solid three-point shooter, at least. Yeah, he's I a mean, good shooter. Kind of, it's kind of what he's turned into. I mean, he what he got drafted seventh overall. So, a little mm-hmm. bit of a reach there. It's okay. Bla- Blazers, do go, Blazers do go four times next week, so that's good. And by the way, I mean... I, I don't know how you guys feel, but Brandon Williams is 32% rostered, still does not have a photo on Yahoo. I'm This just continues to just devastate me. But he's coming off, a, he had a 25.12 assist game with four steals, and then a 10.10 assist game. There are caveats there because I think he had six turnovers that last game. But, man, this guy on any given night does have a lot of upside and a lot of downside, and it's kind of fun. It's kind of the Pokashevsky of point guards, you might argue. The wind just blew my door open. It's crazy. Oh, anyone? And Steve now is okay. Well, Steve's putting the roofer on the podcast. <laughs> thanks for thanks for Ask that, him Steve. his thoughts on Brandon Williams. Yeah. <laughs> can you can you get his thoughts? Excuse me, sir. Why is why is there no photo of Brandon Williams on uh, <laughs> Yahoo? Can you look into that for me? Does anyone have any thoughts on Brandon Williams other than the roofer? No, My I don't. I don't thing want about the roofer is he's got he's got this stogie in his mouth. He's had it in his mouth for four days. And it's like permanently there. It, it's it never goes away. It's he just awful. sleeps with it. Yeah. All right. Well, I like Brandon Williams, even though you guys don't have any feelings about him. I like Brandon Williams. I'm into it. It's fun. It's a fun. Pick it's a, a fun ride. It's it's a little upsetting. It's a little turbulent, but it's a fun ride overall. Pick a blazer, any blazer. Pick a king, any king. Jonas, <laughs> are we also playing yeah. that? Uh, let's go to Sacramento, like you said, for Damian Jones hype. I mean. What the heck happened against Houston? They had no centers available that game apart from one Bruno Fernandez or Fernando, Fernando. whatever you want to call him, for, former legendary Atlanta Hawk. Wait, Bruno's on the wait. Isn't Bruno on the Rockets? Yeah, yeah, Bruno. Yeah, yeah, on yeah. The Rockets, yeah. yeah. Just completely yeah. shut him down. Like they said, shut down Bruno tonight, and this is your job. So he did that. 24, 9, and five, five assists, man. Wow. One steal, four blocks in thirty-four minutes. Uh, he turned a lot of matchups this week too. Like, imagine telling your friends you lost to Damian Jones in fantasy. Like, that's just sad. He's been in that top 50 range for the past five games. So, this is nothing new 22, 30, 25, 25, 34 minutes. So, the minutes are there. Doesn't have any competition right now, too. So, yeah, we're going to get, I think, five or six more big games from Damian Jones. So, you're, you're running it back for this matchup with the Rockets on Friday night, Jonas. Absolutely. Doc, is he in your lineup? No, but he will, he, I'm going to redo my whole lineup after this show. It's going to be only guys from those, from these four teams that we're talking about. Uh, Matt, how did you know that you're going to you're going to have you're going to have like nine thousand in salary left over? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to have tons <laughs> of money. We'll we'll spend that on Luca. But Matt, how did you know that Bruno Fernando was on the Rockets? You're like, wait a second, he's on the Rockets. Like you track uh, all four because yeah, oh oh, I, absolutely. I have, yeah. I get Google News alerts about Bruno Fernando. No, I can't remember. It was DFS related, I think. I was I was eyeing that Rockets box score, and I was like, 
Bruno had a good game. I had someone else. Oh, because I, I played Jay Sean Tate in DFS, and I was like looking at myself like, oh, I see Bruno Fernando soaked up all the all the stats tonight. No, Great. This is good Great. information. Like, I didn't realize Damien was on fire. Is he just killing people right now? Destroying He had a dude. huge game. Huge game. Mm-hmm. Well, he's eighth round value in his last five games in 27 minutes. Well, I'm I, as yeah. I told you guys before we got on the air, I, I had kind of checked out of my FanDuel league. But today's five dollar Friday. I'm back in. I think I think Damian Jones is going to have to have to make an appearance tonight. Divincenzo and Trey Lyles also both worth noting. Lyles also had a huge game recently. Jonas, what are your thoughts on these two guys before we move on from this team? Yeah, Trey Lyles has been a ninth rounder in his last five games. Get a lot of minutes to four. He's relieving Damian Jones at the five as well. Thirteen point six points, seven point eight rebounds, two point two assists. Uh, you're not going to get defense out of him, but he's hitting three. It's 1.6 per game, last five. So, solid player. I like DiVincenzo more, though. 12 points, 5.2 rebounds, 3.6 assists, 1.8 steals, which is why you're picking him up. His steals are through the roof. And 2.8 triples, too. So, Dante DiVincenzo has kind of like that Melton, Caruso stat line. So, I, I really like him as well. I I have Trey Lyles in my lineup currently. I, I did sort of see what he's been doing. Dante DiVincenzo's not really... Not really my my favorite guy to use, but I mean he's he's gonna see minutes. He plays for the Kings, so take a shot. Kings play three times next week, by the way. And but the, the only downside with Lyles for me in a season long league is half a steal, half a block the last two weeks. You're not really yeah. gonna get those defensive stats, but points, rebounds, and threes and good percentages. Eh, not good percentages. He doesn't shoot well from the field. But you know, he he did he is capable of a big stat line, which we saw. The other night, 24.7 rebounds, three assists, four threes, a steal and a block. Are we ready to move on? I I don't want to talk about Killian Hayes for a minute, Jonas. What yeah. have you seen from, from him recently? Well, they're finally starting to dial back Corey Joseph. And Killian Hayes, last, I would say, I think it's six games, yes. His defensive stats are just monstrous, right? Those are yeah. like Robert Covington level. I actually want to see what he's ranked in that span, too, because you're never going to get good field goal percentage out of him. You're never going to get a ton of points either. But, right. man, he's... Somewhat interesting. Last six games, he's an eighth rounder with 10.7 points, five rebounds, 3.7 dimes. And here's the big thing, two steals and 0.8 blocks. So decent player, especially during the silly season. He can't do this against the regular teams, right? But when half the team is shut down, uh, the defense is there. I'm I'm picking him up for sure. Three games for Detroit this week, starting next week, I mean. And uh, yeah, I haven't really messed with Killian Hayes this year, but... If you're going to do it, now's the time to do it because he's going to try to ball out till the very end. So I, I kind of like he he's the right formula for a silly season hero, right? Like young kid fighting for, you know, fighting to make his way alongside Cade Cunningham. Like he, he's going to probably go out in the blaze of glory. Tales will be told of Killian Hayes' bravery, I would say. <laughs> I In my hometown league, it's the finals this week. We keep forgetting to have the season end a week earlier. <laughs> but I'm in the finals. I lost Steph Curry. I lost Christian Wood. I lost Josh Giddy. I lost Lonzo Ball, among others. So I'm kind of scratching and clawing against a team that has you know Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum, etc. So I've narrowed the road. I'm trying to just win five categories. I'm punting four categories this week. I'm going for field goal threes steals blocks and turnovers because that's where i had that's where i was in it early and so i'm i'm rolling with killian hayes in that league and uh, he's pretty useful for that setup to yeah. uh 10 steals four blocks in his last four games so Monstrous, good times man that's a good story 
Are you <laughs> being sarcastic? Cool, cool story, <laughs> sounded, bro. Hey, it was you know what, story. Steve? I liked it. Hey, all right. Well, it like sounded deeply sarcastic, and I, that's fine I too. I especially like the fact that you keep forgetting to to lop off the last two weeks of the season. You just keep letting it ride. Yeah. Yeah, it's easy to forget, you know, the season ends and then you're like, well, do we want to make any changes to the to the league rules next year? Nah, I think we're good. Let's just go with it. Markel Fultz, Jonas, he, he went over 20 minutes for the first time and man, he put up some numbers. Uh, we'd love to see this guy's minutes uh, go up this season. It doesn't look like that's really going to happen, but some intriguing stuff going on here. Yeah, it seems like he's kind of stuck at like 20-ish minutes, but the good news yeah. is, is Orlando doesn't have any more back-to-backs in their last five games, too, so we don't have to worry about the random DNPs he gets on, on those. So, monster points lately, really good assist numbers. Steals have been through the roof. He has eight in his last three games, too, so it's not going to hit threes, uh, but other than that, he looks really solid, man. I'm, I'm curious to see what they do next year. They can't bring in three starting quality, I don't know if they're starting quality point guards, but you got Foles, you got Jalen Suggs, you got Cole Anthony. Like, that's a weird... Uh, dilemma to have too so i'm curious to see what they do mm-hmm. but yeah for the rest of the season suck still has no timetable so i'm going to stream markel Fultz for the last five games yeah and maybe maybe the magic will turn him loose and let him let him try to bust a big one before uh before it's over they play three times next week so i think in it if you're looking for games played and and with the minutes limit i don't think you want to mess with Fultz in a weekly but as far as streaming him on any given night certainly a possibility in I think 21 minutes in his last game, he had 19 points, seven assists, three steals, and two blocks. And all of this made me want to look up his per 36 minute numbers since he came back. His per 36 minute numbers, he's around 20 points, five rebounds, nine assists, two steals, 0.7 blocks. I am officially pretty intrigued by this guy as we head toward next year. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is going to depend on maybe the point la- point guard landscape there in Orlando, but uh, he should be on all of our radars, absolutely, for next mm-hmm. year at the very least. Jonas... A bunch more names will be in your column, but we're getting ready to move on to talking about nominees, finalists for waiver wire, pickup of the we year. Do one more diverse, men- though? We do Moses yeah, that's Brown. What I was going to say, who would you mention if you had to mention yeah. one more? I would definitely say Moses Brown. I mean, remember what he did with the Thunder last year? He had those 20 point, 20 rebound games, too. So we may see one of those here soon. He had 15 points and 13 rebounds in 26 minutes of his last game. Cavaliers are without Mobley and without Jared Allen. Mobley may be back for the final one or two games of the regular season, but I don't think Allen will be too. So Moses Brown's going to turn a lot of matchups this week. If I had to mention one other player, it would probably be this is this list is so bad, man. <laughs> this list is so bad. I hate recommending any of these names because these guys are so bad. Uh maybe Chetty Osman because Cavaliers have no one right now. Yeah, but you got yeah, to. You had to go Chetty one last time. One last Chetty yep. pill. <laughs> I can't wait to find out who wins the Jetty Pills Award this year. By the way, next week that's going to be exciting. You know, that's a tough pill. That's a tough pill to swallow, Matt. By the way, Mo- Moses Brown went five for six in the free throw line against the Hawks on Thursday night, and that miss was a glorious air ball. It was it was something special. It just I dropped. got I got kind of excited when Moses Brown got signed by the Mavericks. I kind of thought, hey, they need a big man. They need a center. Maybe maybe Moses Brown will work there and. They didn't really use him at all. So I've always been intrigued by him. Like Matt, you said he had those big games for, for the Thunder last year. And ever ever since then, I've, I kind of like keep my eye out for a Moses Brown sighting. I, I think we're probably going to see it down the stretch. He only has three games 
in the upcoming week. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... A charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? Uh, hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Okay, let's switch gears now, guys. We're going to shift gears and start to go into a little bit of season wrap-up mode when it comes to waivers, as I've said multiple times. On next week's show, we're handing out some waiver awards. And we're going to start that today with the nominees for waiver wire pickup of the year. Nominees, finalists, whatever you want to call them. Jonas, you have compiled a list, which I think we're going to kind of pick apart, debate, discuss. How do you want to do this? Do you want to go through the names here just quickly, top to bottom, and then Steve yeah. and I will... Let uh, me react? say the criteria really quick. So I made it so that all the players have to have an ADP of over 130 in Yahoo leagues, which are the most active across all platforms okay. too. So that means typically if, if you did take them, it was probably like the 12th or 13th round in most cases. So guys like Jordan Poole, who had an ADP of 102, did not qualify. Gary Trent Jr. just missed it at 129. And Scotty Barnes also did not qualify. But there was a couple of shocking names, like players that we were high on, like Desmond Bain and Tyrese Maxey. They had ADP above 130, mm-hmm. and they just completely blew that out of the water, too. So they did technically qualify for this, but I probably put an asterisk by their name. So let's start there. Desmond Bain yeah. and then Tyrese Maxey, one and two on my list. <clears throat> I don't think there's any debate there. Yeah, I I put some stuff on Twitter about waiver wire pickup of the year, and Desmond Bain, uh, his name came up over and over and over again. And Tyrese Maxey is a little surprising to me, but that's because I drafted him literally – in like all nine leagues I was in, I, I was drafting Tyrese Maxey so hard because I didn't have any faith at all in Ben Simmons. And that worked out pretty well for me. And on the flip side, I, I didn't have Desmond Bain anywhere. And I wish I did like Desmond Bain, pretty surprising. I mean, it's surprising to me how good Memphis is. It's surprising to me how good Desmond Bain is it's surprising to me how good Memphis is when John Morant's not playing. I, Pretty, pretty cool, cool year for the Grizzlies. I'm just looking to see where I took Desmond Bain 138th in that hometown league I'm talking about where I'm playing Killian Hayes and trying to win. I'm seeing where he went in the company league because um, I, f- I do feel like that's the only asterisk, like you said, Jonas, with Desmond Bain and Tyrese yeah. Maxey is it's these guys did get drafted in competitive right. leagues. Did he not get drafted in the company league? I'm is pretty sure he did. Yeah. Because I remember. You think he did get drafted? Yeah, I remember I took Melton in like the ninth or tenth round in a bunch of leagues, and I had Bain like right behind him on my list. So that's a big regret of mine, even though Melton is exceeding 
Matt, are you talking about the draft show league or the other league? No, I'm talking about the NBC Sports Edge Company League. Because that's, that's I can't deep, find him on. I that's a deep league too. I can't find him on this draft board. But in any case, okay, we'll never know. Gonna, There's I'm no way to find out. It. Okay, Steve's gonna look for it. So yeah, that those those two though, I do feel like got drafted in a bunch of competitive leagues. So let's move to this next tier of guys um have you said the whole you haven't said the whole list yet Jones, no, right? saw, let's go to three four and five i had bobby yeah. portis who dominated right after brooke lopez got hurt the very first game of the year right walking double double high efficiency decent defensive numbers compared to previous years too so then i had anthony simons picked up where damian litter left off basically uh until the tank rolled him over unfortunately too so he would have just right. been a monster in the fancy playoffs but he got shut down 30 starts for him. He had 22 points, 5.5 assists, and 4.1 triples. Very exciting fancy player when he got minutes. Herb Jones, number five, completely off anyone's radar, like just snuck up on everybody, uh, was a monster defensively, uh, 1.7 steals and 0.8 blocks, a category stud, and was somewhat decent on offense too. Like that's not something people expected from him. Mm-hmm. A seventh-round value from a player that no one had on their radar too is very impressive. What do you guys think about those three? Guys, it's three, four, and five. Who was the first one? I, I got Simons and Herb. Who's the first one? Bobby, Bobby Portis. Bobby P. Bobby P. Sick run value. Yeah, I um, Anthony Simons. When when I I jumped on him early, I was like, pick him up right now. He's going to be the waiver wire pickup of the year. Damian Lillard's done. We didn't really know if Damian Lillard was done, but it turned out that I got lucky and I was right. And it looked like Simons <laughs> was going to be the waiver wire hero. Um, of the year, but then he went away. So that that makes me sad. But he was so good and fun and reliable when he was playing. Bobby Portis, um, what a what a great season in Milwaukee, man! Like Brooke Lopez being out really helped, uh, I think. And Portis um, played really well. Kind of picked up where he left off in last year's playoffs. Crazy eyes and all. And then Herb yeah. Jones. Uh, what a cool, what a cool year. Like nobody, I had never even really heard of the kid and he, he played a pretty solid role in new Orleans. And it was really probably the, the most reliable thing in new Orleans this year. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I think out of that group, I lean Bobby Portis because even though he did fade a little bit after Brooke Lopez returned recently, I mean, Simons went down so long ago, it seems like already. It wasn't that long ago, really. But right. and, and Herb Jones did have a really nice year, but it's kind of like a roto year, you know, like really good steals and blocks, but yeah. points, rebounds, assists, and threes weren't anything to really get too excited about. So much of his value is the 1.7 steals and 0.8 blocks. So definitely one of the top candidates. But for me, if there's a guy who's, who's advancing as a finalist here, it's Bobby Portis, um, who just has been really good. And like you said, Jonas, it kind of happened – right as the season started yep man i scoured that draft board in that league i don't think desmond bain was drafted i think i think i found it i think ryan took him 125th sounds right i went to ryan's team specifically i couldn't find it on the draft board either i went to ryan's team and i'm pretty sure it was uh 125 to ryan so to me bain is trending toward toward uh, not being eligible too good too good to be eligible i'm gonna put an asterisk beside bane and beside yeah. tyrese maxi for sure i took maxi in round nine of that league all right let's move to the next uh wave of guys yeah. i think that was the first five and now we've got five or six left 
Yeah. So I got Franz Wagner on the list for sure. Just completely yeah. dominated. Jonathan Isaac was a no show. It's been 48 years of rehab on his ACL. I'm not right. sure when we'll see him back. Then Josh Hart, who really turned the corner as a playmaker too. So he had lots of like five plus dime games too, which is awesome because he's already a fantastic rebounder. Probably the best rebounding forward in the league, not named Jared Vanderbilt, just pure rebounder. Drew Eubanks and Trendon Watford, silly season heroes. I think they have to be on this list. It's just pure stat monsters in the fantasy playoffs, right? Blazers had nobody and they dominated the last four weeks. Jalen Brunson may qualify for this list because he was not drafted in a bunch of leagues, right? And then Cole Anthony, obviously he hasn't hit a shot in a few months, but that first month or two of this season, Cole Anthony was dominant, man. He had a, I think it was a 28 point, 16 rebound, eight assist game. Like Mm -hmm. Cole Anthony was putting up some monster numbers and no one expected it from him, right? Because he had an awful rookie season. Field goal percentage was terrible, but man, he really went on a run to begin the year when everyone was, was expecting Jalen Sucks to do that too. So I think he's on the list as well. I'm a I'm a big Drew Eubanks supporter. Okay. Pretty cool story of him moving over to Portland and then just kind of balling out. Like the first couple of games he did it, we were like, he's Drew Eubanks, don't worry about it. And then he just kept doing it over and over and over again. So that was pretty cool. And then Cole Anthony, like you said, I don't even think it was just the first month. I feel like it was the first half of the season. Super reliable. You could plug him in FanDuel. You could you had him on your weekly lineup. Like wherever you had him, he was he was balling out. So for me out of that list, it's either I think it's either I didn't mention him, but I think it's Jalen Brunson who did it all year long for the Mavericks, yeah. or it's Cole Anthony. Yeah, I agree with both of those guys and the the assists both those guys got you, you know, five for Brunson all year, uh, nearly six for Cole Anthony. And yeah, Jalen Brunson, I don't think either of them got drafted in our 14 team company league, which I would say is a pretty good barometer for uh, those guys were waiver wire pickups. Mm -hmm. So I think both those guys have to advance. And it's a tricky part of this because how much do you value the run of like a Drew Eubanks where it's like a late season sensation? I almost feel like that's a separate award, honestly, where it's not really fair to compare like Drew Eubanks to Bobby Portis here where Eubanks had such a shorter runway. Like we need like a silly season waiver hero award, basically, that I would say Drew Eubanks is is very much eligible for. That could be, that, that's an idea, yeah. Like Cole Anthony is the first two months of the season hero. And then uh, right. Anthony Simons was your January MVP. Like, it, it, like <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah. To me, to me, the, the finalists... I would propose are, and uh, this, I mean, people could be very upset about this, but I mean, I think Bobby Portis, Herb Jones, Franz Wagner, Jalen Brunson, and Cole Anthony. I would put Josh Hart above Cole Anthony, personally. Josh Hart? I mean, didn't he get drafted? And I don't know. He was actually, he was literally the last pick of our 14-team company. But here's the thing. Like, when I asked Twitter... Like 40 out of the 50 responses were Desmond Bain and Tyrese Maxey. So I feel like even though like he was taken in our leagues, that wasn't the case in just the vast majority. So I feel like I will include them as one and two, but I will put the asterisk on them because for that reason, right? For the competitive people out there. Yeah. Well, okay. That's fair. Maybe we'll say like shallow league waiver wire pickup of the year is those guys. And then. Well, okay. Well, we're an idea. Drew Drew Eubanks and Trenton Watford are off this list because they're the silly season. they're, They're silly season nominees. Um, okay. 
are we removing Anthony Simons because of the injury situation where he had such a shorter window of, of being valuable? I mean, we got 30 starts out of him. In terms of waiver wire pickups, you got what you needed out of him, right? And I, I think he helped I think he helped a lot of teams get to the playoffs. Yeah. He wasn't okay. there in the playoffs, but he helped me get there. Well, so how how if we kept all these guys, we'd have we'd have like well, Eubanks and Watford are out. One, two, three, four, so nine, five, six, nine. seven, eight, nine. Feels like too many. Don't you think? We could say Can we, we could just to six? split up into like shallow league waiver wire pickups of the year was Bain, Maxi, and I don't have a it's third. Bain there. or Maxi. It's Bain or Maxi, yeah, right? Bain I mean, or Maxi. And then the rest we can just do, you know, the rest of the guys. All right. Steve, what are your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I, I like it. I think I think Bain and Maxi, it should be a, a vote between. It's almost like the MVP race in real life. Like there's Giannis and Jokic. And, right. Uh, I mean, I think Bain's well, a clear winner out of those two, though. Like Bain is just a fourth-round value and per-game value, top 20 in total. I think he's the, the clear winner if he qualifies. So that's what we got to figure out, who qualifies for what. All right. As of now, we're we're bookmarking this as looking like Bain and Maxi as the finalists for the shallow waiver wire pickup of the year. Yeah. Bobby Portis, Anthony Simons, Herb Jones, Franz Wagner, Josh Hart, Jalen Brunson, and Cole Anthony all yeah. battling for deeper, less than deeper than shallow waiver wire pickup of the year. I like that. Yeah. Should did did you consider um Bruce Brown? I did not because I feel like like he was a nobody for a while, right? He wasn't even in the opening night rotation. He's had stretches where he wasn't playing much. He did have a nice run though. Like he's been awesome lately, but silly season. Like he's he's a silly season hero where it wasn't that silly for his team. Um yeah, I think he's a, he's a nominee for that for the late season waiver hero. But real quick, is there anyone I I left off? I I scoured the list pretty good. I I didn't see anyone else, but maybe you guys did. Any listeners can let us know if they hear it. We've got a week to uh right. to fine tune this. But that's, hey, this is what we're thinking. Season discussion as well, too, right? Poke has been awesome lately. Absolutely, that's going to be a lively one. That's going to be a lively one. Mm-hmm. But we just wanted to get some finalists on the board here to plant the seed for next week's episode, and we will be handing out some awards. I think we've we've done most of the work here, guys. <laughs> Absolutely, Steve. Everything good there? What's the update yeah. on the, the 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 big three? The baby, the roofing, and the breakfast. Uh, the roofer is no longer right outside my window. The baby is sleeping on grandma. And the the eggs have been cooked and eaten. So, uh, actually, did you hear the airplane go over a little while ago? No, I well, did was, not. It was loud. It was loud. I did not. But we'll find out if if we hear it in the podcast version. It'll be a we little surprise it. for everyone. We did it, guys. We did it, guys. Neato, gang. What a season! Uh, Super well, show. Yep. Looking forward to next week, guys. We'll all be back here with some waiver wire awards big show coming up in the meantime i want to remind you to subscribe to our show on apple Podcasts, on spotify wherever you listen take a minute to rate and review us as well uh we're back on monday wednesday and friday of next week on monday it'll be ryan and raf with the latest at the start of the final week of the regular season we're back on friday with those awards in the meantime check out jonas's waiver wired column on nbc sports edge and want to say thanks to everyone for listening and for watching live jonas steve thanks i will talk to you guys soon enjoy your weekend thanks guys you too bye guys Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben and Jerry's and Talenti. 
Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 